and welcome to Art Waves, a podcast about arts and culture in small rural towns. My name is Marian Myers, and I'm curious to learn more about the arts and the impact they have on my small town of Port Perry in the rural township of Skugog, Ontario, in the traditional territory of the Mississaugas of Skugog Island. I've discovered a wide variety of passionate people creating, coaching, and connecting in my community. And today we're talking to Patrick Liver of Clear Vision. So, Patrick, let's start with the basic question. What does Clear Vision do? We're a branding agency, and we specialize in um, building branded experiences for small and medium enterprises. Um, we also have a couple of Enter, big enterprise uh, clients that we work with as well as associations. But yeah, ClearVision is um, a, a brand agency. Yeah. And you describe yourself sometimes as an idea incubator. Am I right? Yeah, that's, um, you know, struggling for a fancy way of saying we solve po- problems for people. Um, mm-hmm. An idea incubator, I heard the term and I thought it fit perfectly because um, we do get brought in a lot. Uh, with some of our clients to help them figure out what they don't know and and um, incubate those ideas together and and collaborate on you know change and creating new things and engaging their audiences their clients their customers yeah and you um, you described one of your clients to me the Ontario um, real estate agency you said it was yeah. a good I- example of um, the type of work you do. Yeah, the Ontario Real Estate Association, ARIA, is um, we're their brand agency of record, and we do a lot of collaborative work together. We, um, you build, we've built websites for them. We've built, you know, COVID tracking data tools for them when the pandemic first hit. Uh, we do a lot of content production for them. Uh, we have done in-person conferences. We pivoted to virtual. Um, you know, it it got cut our teeth in in creating live streaming, uh, taking. Uh, the technologies that are available for the for the gaming industry, um, uh, esports, and uh, and and turning that into you know a, a bootstrapped news center and and being able to do on air graphics and and live streams from a corporate side. So uh, yeah, Ria has been has been awesome to support um, us in our pursuit of problem solving, and uh, I think we've done a really good job of of providing some interesting innovations for them. And how was it that you grew into that business or how did, how did you even end up with creating that type of business? I think, um, deep down I'm a builder and I like, I like, I'm not an operator. I've been running ClearVision since 2004. And I think, uh, one of the reasons I'm been able to do it is, uh, you know, primarily I've got an amazing team, um, but also being able to work with, um, different companies on different problems all the time mm-hmm. has allowed me to not sit and do the same thing over and over again. So I, I really do like building things and solving those problems and, and looking at a challenge in a unique way. And, and, and um, I think the way we've built this agency is a, is a reflection of, um, a, you know, a, a monkey mind, I guess. Yeah. And the, and the clients too, uh, all of a sudden coming up with, different challenges, but different ways they want to solve 
uh, challenges. Yeah, right? totally, the, totally. Um, you know, they, you know, clients at the end of the day, um, you know, they want to be able to uh, leverage their brand and their marketing for some sort of gain, whether that's, you know, uh, visibility, whether that's business, uh, generating more revenue, more sales, um, taking a brick and a mortar facility and turning it into e-commerce, um, going from a, 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 a physical conference setting because they would network and bring people together to an online, how do they, how do they do it online and do it well? Um, so, so that's, you know, our uh, ability to pivot and change and do those things has benefited our clients totally. And so how did you end up doing that, setting up that type of business in a small rural town? Um, that's a good question. I think, I mean, if I were just to reflect back uh, as to you know, why we're in Port Perry in the first place, it's by accident, <laughs> uh, but we never wanted to leave. Um, once we established the business. It's just the business you describe. It just sounds like a big city business, yeah, something I, you'd find in Montreal or Toronto. Yeah, you're not wrong, that's for sure. I think um, we we benefit by having a, a spot where clients actually wanna come and feel like they're disconnected from what they do every day. So they're able, able to be a little bit more creative thinking, a little more free thinking. So we provide the space for total removal from what they have to do on a day to day when they, especially when we get to do agency days and you know a group of individuals can come here from that organization we can really collaborate we have very good internet connectivity which is you know something that we absolutely need in order to run the business we have and and, and I it think varies that, in small towns and certainly totally. you, you and I have talked to people where the internet's a real issue yeah and then here there are pockets and it's not an issue at all yeah so we're we're really lucky that way um before we got into you know the into digital work we didn't really realize that we had not high-speed internet like we had just regular broadband um and that was fast enough because I live in the country. So, you know, we we had no Internet or very, very uh, poor availability. Um, so when we first started in in 2004, we had, you know, decent broadband in Port Perry already. Um, and when we moved into the digital uh, and doing a lot more digital work, um, especially moving content and doing live streaming, video production, et cetera, um, we really felt um, supported, I guess, by. Um, you know, we have, we're, we're here with communicate freely. They've got fiber internet running to the, to the building. But even previous to that, I, you know, I was lucky enough to have Aaron O'Toole rock, walk into my office and say, you're, I hear the, the guy that I need to talk to, to have, you know, a, a technology conversation. And this was probably eight or 10 years ago. Um, and he invited me to join his broadband initiative and, you know, making sure that, um, this rural community was supported before it was a necessity. It was, you know, being looked at as a utility 10 years ago and, and being required. And that's, you know, how we ended up with fiber in the building. So um, now we can do everything, you know, uh, that we deliver for our clients from Port Perry without limitation. Um, and then we have the benefit of it being a really creative town to be part of, so. Yeah, what what do you think makes it a creative town? How, how would you describe that? I, it's tough to describe. I think, you know, we've got a really amazing arts community um, for one. So just being surrounded by, um, surrounded by people that look at art as not just a hobby, I think mm -hmm. is, is helpful. Right. So, and then, um, if, you know, if we wanted to have a conversation with, with somebody about, 
monetization or art as business. The people are here that have done it and have a wealth of knowledge in that space. But then we also have the community vibe itself. And that's something that's a little harder to qualify. Mm-hmm. It, it's almost a, if you know, you know, right? Like you, you come, you see the town, you get a feeling for what it's like. Um, and then ideas seem to flow. And I don't know how to necessarily connect those dots, but um, it's kept us from leaving. When we started the company, the plan wasn't to stay in Port Perry, but within a year and a half, uh, we knew we never wanted to leave. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah I, I hear that a lot from people. It, once they figured out how to make it work in a small town versus a city, they didn't want to leave. Yeah. They wanted to keep doing it that way, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I don't have to get on the 401 uh, on Friday afternoon to make it to the cottage. I'm, you know, my office has a view of the lake. Like I, I'm here already. Right. So, um, it's, it's nice to be able to offer that to clients that are coming here for sure to say, just come to, you know, the creative cottage, sit down at the boardroom table and let's collaborate, put some ideas on the whiteboard, um, and see what we can build together. I find sometimes people come from, uh, bigger places and they are talking so fast yeah. <laughs> and, the, and, but after they've been here for a while, they start to slow down. Yeah. When soak talking. it in. There's yeah. no rush. Yeah, yeah. There's no rush. Yeah. yeah. I wish the drivers were like that, but that's <laughs> another story. So, so what parts of the arts and culture scene here do you most enjoy? I, I know you're a huge music fan. I, and yeah, I'm not going to deviate from that. That's for sure. Uh, music is, um, one of the reasons I started Clear Vision in the first place, um, we we used to develop MySpace profiles for bands all over the world. Um, that's actually how we got into digital in the first place. Uh, we were approached by a couple of Toronto bands, um, Il Scarlet's one of them, who you know, luckily their their manager at the time became a really good friend and and trusted in the designs style that we had, and asked you know us to push some boundaries with. Um, you know, how, how MySpace profiles were built, this early days of social media for, for bands, it became a tool that they could use for, in essence, a free website that connected them to their fans. Um, and we got really good at creating skins and profiles for those. Um, so, you know, being invited to shows, getting backstage, you know, being entrenched in the music scene completely uh, without the ability to perform myself. Um, would love to have, you know, spent more time learning, um, learning how to, you know, make music. Um, I, I just decided that I would go all in on enjoying it and, and supporting that industry from the visual and, and I guess from the digital side, moving into marketing and all of that, like being really connected to the industry. We did merchandising, we did all kinds of things. So, um, the music scene really influences the way we think about how to engage an audience from a brand perspective because it it really invokes a lot of emotion. It's immediate. It's especially in live, like you can really see how people react in real time, um, and you can create entire movements behind it. So it's something that we're you know we really love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, w- what music programming have you seen in rural communities that you most appreciated? I'm I'm a huge fan of 
the Sandbanks Music Festival and and uh, the things that Zunior Music and and Dave Ulrich is doing out in Prince Edward County. They they really connected um, music to to community. I mean that that Sandbanks Music Festival and County Pop are two really good examples of um, what you can do when it's about the art and not about much else, right? Like there's you know there's the there is the dollars and cents side of it, but it's an inexpensive music festival to attend. Um, the bands really want to be there, and you can feel it. And and then the the vendors that come to these festivals are are local, supportive of the music and art scene, and know each other and welcome everybody. And it really is a, an awesome vibe as far as um, promotion for that. Um, it's not all local bands, but they do, you know, support a lot of the local musicians. And then they bring headliner bands that can lift all boats. They they bring the audience with it. And then um, it, it um, it's just a really good opportunity for uh, for music to, to make an impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think in a small town, uh, there's, it. you don't have to have that all black and white thinking of, Oh, local! You do something and it and it takes place locally. Oh, all your musicians should be local. Well, not and then there's not necessarily, you yeah, know, it, and it's not either or. It shouldn't be that all your musicians or everything you're presenting is from the big city or from away, yeah. and you're bringing it to the town. It doesn't have to be that black and white or all or nothing to yeah. one way or the other. There's a great way to make a cross section happen. And yeah. I think from a, from a cultural development perspective, you actually don't want to promote local talent always locally because the locals already know about the local talent. Mm-hmm. You want to get new people to come into town. So from tourism perspective, you need to bring a following that follows the band or would come to Port Perry because of that band. Um, you know, I'll, I'll just cite a really, you know, a really quick example. Just recently, we went to uh, my family and I went to to Hamilton to see the Arkells Rally Tour that had been postponed 848 days from when it was supposed to happen because of the pandemic, um, and that that's a uh, a really interesting thing. It was a really interesting thing to see because they filled uh, Tim Hortons Field with 25,000 people that are fans of the Arkells. They started in Hamilton. Um, so locals were there, but they brought in people from all over and promoted Hamilton to those people. Um, and it was very apparent that they were Hamilton proud. And I, I just think like from a, from stepping back and, and not being from Hamilton at all, like some of the references that they were making on stage that was getting the crowd to, you know, absolutely Roar. erupt. Yeah. I yeah. had no idea what they were talking about. Like the inside joke was lost on me, but I was a minority in that. I was an outlier that they, it was completely crafted for that crowd. Um, but it's a really interesting um, perspective to see a band go from small over time to, to, to have such a following that they could bring people back to their hometown and really boast about it. That's the way like local music should work is, okay, we're going to give you just enough to get out there and then come back later with all of it. And, mm-hmm. and show off where you're from and don't forget about it. Um, yeah, I think there's really a really good opportunity to, to you know, bring outside artists in and promote them 
versus yeah. always promoting local. And and that doesn't preclude you from supporting local and promoting local people yeah. as well and yeah. artists well, that are that are local because there's a lot of great local talent. And I have to disagree with you when you say, oh, yeah, but the locals know who everybody is, but they and they don't necessarily. And and there's new people in town or they never even thought I I hear locals will say to us in the gallery, oh, I, I don't even know any of these artists. And but, you know, they're local. Yeah. And uh, so that's as much to say about that individual as it is about. Right. Like if they're not paying attention that's very true right very it doesn't true. you can't you can't blame the marketing or the messaging you just you have to look at everything individually so if you're yeah. passionate about music then you probably know who's who yes if they're if they're locally or you're not as passionate as you think right? yes and that's also okay right like if you're prepared to learn and absorb it yeah. um but yeah. I, I really like i really love it when the headliner bands come to town and they the opening bands are local bands and they're encouraged to build a relationship so that a touring band can take a local band with them for the next six stops and yeah. then get, you know, get a Port Perry band to go around the rest of Eastern Ontario and build more pockets of fans so that the next time they go through, people are coming because they know they're coming. Yeah. Um, that's the way to build connectivity. Yeah. Um, so, your business is also located in the BIA, the Business Improvement Area yeah, of Port yeah. Perry. Um, so how, does that have any kind of impact on your business being right in the core? Directly, no. Uh, but that's a, you know, that's a really loose no. Um, I think we definitely do benefit by being, in, you know, in Port Perry as a way to say we are. When we tell people, like, I don't, say North Durham or, you know, I don't even say GTA. I, I'm proud to say Port Perry. Um, mm -hmm. It's different when I tell people where I live. I say I live, you know, just outside of Toronto. Um, but when I talk about where, you know, the studio's located, um, you know, on a lake in Port Perry is a point of pride. Um, and I think the downtown and the BIA, uh, because of this, um, you know, they, they do a really good job of maintaining the beautification of the downtown. Um, but as far as what the you know the BIA does from a business perspective, it doesn't, you know, it focuses on bringing people to town, tourism mainly, and supporting retail hospitality. Um, so direct business, no. But I do get to sit on the BIA board, and we're able to, you know, work on interesting events, hear really interesting perspectives from business owners learn about what their needs are and bring that back to the work that we do for whether they're clients in town or you know anywhere um, we get to we get you know really great sounding board um, by being in close proximity to those members that you know the bia does directly benefit and it's you know it's it's something that you know i really uh, really cherish and have a lot of gratitude for being able to do and and maybe i find in this town and i see it in some other towns but not all that there's this very strong mix of businesses in the main core so yeah. some of them are the obvious well that's for a local it's the dental law it's a dental office or yeah. um you know there's the odd lawyer's office but most of it is for 
anybody, it, it locals and visitors. So the clothing shops appeal to all sorts of different people and the art galleries appear, uh, appeal to a wide variety of people, but it's a, it's got a real, um, owner operated feel to it, I think in this town. And you see that in some, in, in many small towns. And that's yeah. one of the charms of it. It's, you don't feel like it's chain store heavy and yeah. And I think, you know, I think it's a, it's a good balance too. Right. So we, we have very few chains, you know, in the BIA, I think one, uh, one maybe Mrs. Uh, Fields and that's it. Yeah. I think, yeah. um, outside of uh outside of you know, a grocery store the grocery grocery store. store or real estate you know brands they're you know they're still owner operated though the mm -hmm. brokerages are you know they're just brand affiliated they're not you know owned by remax per se yeah um but outside of that you know we it is all owner operator um driven and it's good because they care a lot about the business that they're keeping yes um so it, it really does help but then we've got the you know we do have outside of the BIA for Port Perry as a yeah, where general. The, the like bigger we, chain. We have type. the bigger chain. So you've got that nice balance of, you know, everything you need is here, yeah. whether it's downtown or out of town, but not very far. And so. it just always struck me quite um, an eclectic mix too. So yeah. everything from furniture to shoes. Yeah. We can get everything you need. Yeah. yeah. It's, I like it. Yeah. It's, it's quite <laughs> cool. It's quite cool. Um, so how do you feel that the visitors in a small town fit into the local economy? What does it do for it? I think it does a, I think it does a few things. So, you know, the obvious thing for me to say is tourists coming into town or visitors coming into town, um, will spend some money here visiting. I mean, that's a, that's an obvious, the more people that come through, the better, right? The, the more they'll the more spend will happen, the more economic development happens. Um, I, I think there's um, the ability for them to tell stories about where they've been. I think we're in a, we're in a real sharing economy um, and we're seeing that from a digital agency perspective, a brand agency perspective is what people wanna share on social media is what they're doing and where they are and who they've met and trying to, to share something unique about what they're doing every day and Port Perry provides a uniqueness to, to those especially who don't come often um, and, or have never seen it um, they do get blown away by mm -hmm. by what we have especially in the summer um, it's a little tougher in the winter unless they're you know ice skating or whatever down on the lake we do like amazing stuff um, in town nice programming for any visitors any time of year but in the summertime you know we have this close proximity to this to the city to toronto um and it has a draw and people come and see it and realize that it is unique and and they have that sh that sharing economy piece um, and then the third is um is real estate i mean you mentioned you know having a dentist office or a doctor's office or a lawyer in, on queen street is you know not not being for the uh, for, for the tourists but if somebody's thinking about moving here and they realize that they can get the services that they need without having to travel far. That's it does drive real estate decisions, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe we're maybe we can you know get rid of one car because the neighborhood's walkable. Um, maybe we really can bike to work 
right? Um, we want to live a lower um, carbon footprint lifestyle, um, and we can do it here in a small town that's got this you know pretty awesome vibe. So, I think bringing visitors to town, you know, they from the obvious all the way down to if I wanted to be more uh, um, in line with climate and m- making climate change um, less of a thing, then you know you know this may be a place that I could do that in. Um, because I can walk to a yoga studio. I can walk to um, a boxing class. Yeah, I can walk just, to the drugstore. And we've got enough green space around us to feel like you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. Like you can do that in you can do that in a in a concrete neighborhood too. And a lot of people do, but it doesn't feel like you're making much of an impact when there's nothing green around you. Yeah. <laughs> so where it's here, you can go for a walk and help yeah. turtles cross the road. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. 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 You've got you can you can live it and feel it. I think that that's a pretty that's a pretty cool perspective yeah. too. So what's next, Patrick, for Clear Vision? Where's the future for Clear Vision? Are there some things coming up that are different from what you've done before? Um, well, there's always, there's always things, uh, that we kick around. So, you know, one, one thing we do want to go back to our musical roots if we, if we can, you know, I'd love to bring, um, a music series or, um, concert series to town using underutilized space, something that we've been, we've been talking, uh, about internally and externally. I've been, you know, already engaged a few, you know, potential stakeholders to see what that might look like. How do we get you know, tourism dollars applied to it or economic development dollars applied to it. How do I actually do it in today's, um, in today's economy and the way the music industry is actually operating as far as booking talent. When we do these, um, you know, these sessions, um, whether that's a festival or, or, you know, a a music night on a regular basis, like we want to make sure that we're paying the artists well enough to want to come here. Um, That's the purpose of doing it. It isn't, it isn't necessarily to do it for a, a charitable thing or, or uh, a community fundraiser. It is its own. It needs to be its own entity. We don't want to draw anything from it. Our, you know, this is our chance to build our brand into something cooler. Or you might be hiring people to work with you to to get it done, to create the visitor experience, yeah. to do the marketing. That all costs, and that's great because those people are earning an income in that industry. And then you're, you, you'd rather, and I agree with you, pay the musicians better if we can. Yeah, for, for us, it's a, it's a break even at best. If it's a bit of a loss, we're spending money on marketing anyway. So as long as you know, this generates enough interest and, and potential leads and partnerships and relationships, then that's the purpose of doing it from a business perspective. Um, but the desire to do it from a, desire perspective is because of the passion for the music industry. Yeah. And I think the thing too in, in music is it has changed so much for those musicians, right? The way that music is sold, the way it's consumed, it's so different now. So any opportunity that, um, a small town can provide to actually pay musicians, I think, and have them earn something is pretty cool. Yeah. If they're the ones, um, that are, um, attracting the audience, then they're the ones that should benefit from that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be some costs in you know making it all happen, and those people need to be paid as well. But they shouldn't necessarily be the ones that are paid first. Mm-hmm. Um, the artists need to be compensated appropriately, and um, 
you know, I've tapped into those that operate the, that Sandbanks Music Festival because it would be amazing to have something like that here. Not the same because we're not Sandbanks, but you know, what what could it what could it look like if it was here? Um, is it a festival or is it you know once a week, all summer long? And um, we would really want to do it because we want to use it as an, a place to experiment with. How would we brand it? How would we market it? Do we live stream it? Do we record it? Do we put vinyl out from the sessions? Like what do we engage local artists to do, you know, the the promotional posters and artwork for it? Like what really can we do from an experimentation perspective that we haven't already done where we can learn something and then take that to our other clients and say, we've, we've tested this. We know it works. It, it's engaging. It's, it's fun. Um, and um, on, and on top of all of that, it's it's something that gives back to the community and that we do a lot of um, is give back to the communities that we get business from. Um, so, um, and not just geographical community, but you know the, the audiences that we work within. We do a lot of work in uh, angel investment side of things in the angel investment community. So we're looking at what do we do, maybe building a fund to help startups and mm. you know is is that going to be hyper local and we do a fund for you know port perry skugog um or do we expand it to durham region um do we invest in uh the marketing side and partner up with some startups we've done that in the past looking at maybe doing a little bit more of that in the future as well um and then we're we are also looking at building out some of our own proprietary software to support some business um, channels that we're in currently especially with the real estate market oh cool yeah oh it sounds really exciting yeah and then you know one thing that we really want to do and we're going to ramp this up um as, as soon as we possibly can is a lot more collaboration work so um, you know we see a lot of really interesting agencies doing this um in in california in new york even a little bit in toronto but partnerships with with key artists or uh, or other businesses where you know we can do branded merchandising with you know a, a uh, you know an artist in town and and um, we put our effort into what we know they put their effort into what they know and generate revenue by selling uh, selling branded merchandise but taking those proceeds and putting it into you know something charitable or, or community driven um, but just mm -hmm. kind of trying to elevate you know, maybe a maybe an aspiring artist that needs traction because we can leverage our network, or you know, uh, alternatively, we know we can do some really um, interesting things if we partnered with somebody that had a lot bigger reach. Um, so, you know, looking at two-way collaborations that way. Yeah. Oh, it sounds very exciting. Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. So. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. So, thank you, Patrick, for uh, being with us today on Art Waves. And uh, Chi Miigwech for spending time with us today. Thanks to The Wanted for their song Before the Fall and the Ontario Trillium Foundation for the grant that got this done. Visit scugogarts.ca to get the scoop on what we're up to. And uh, hit subscribe. Uh, join us every Tuesday for an episode of Art Waves. Art Waves.